Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to this special edition of a quick hitter interview pod. I kind of came up with this idea last weekend. Uh, I wanted to talk to a bunch of coaches this week who uh, ended up winning state championships and or and or who made a a significant run and, and so uh, I reached out to five or six folks to to talk to them in in short little bursts here to, to and I you know they all agreed to do so and, and it was a bunch of terrific small conversations that we're going to put together into one large part podcast here but before we get into those I just wanted to to note as as I went through all of these interviews I started to hear some of the same themes that came through with all of these folks uh, almost almost unanimously in almost every one of these interviews. Uh, every one of our coaches deflected praise to somebody else, whether it was the community, uh, their players, their staffs, their administration, uh, whatever it may be. Um, some very, very humble people in every one of these conversations. Uh, without a doubt, almost every one of our coaches on this podcast talked about their support staff and how much credit they gave to them, whether it be for scouting or hotels or uh, organizing meals or helping with practices or whatever it may be, uh, everything that it's important for a support staff to do. I thought that was uh, really, really important and interesting as I went through these series of interviews. Uh, One of the things that kept popping up was most of these teams that achieved this success achieved a lot of camaraderie and bonding during their summer workouts, uh, taking trips together, uh, doing things off the court unrelated to basketball that helped solidify their bond on the floor. And the last theme that, uh, that I heard throughout is just the support of communities and the, the support that each one of these communities had. And now, obviously, it's easy to get behind a winner. Uh, but before you're a champion, you have to have a championship attitude and a championship support. And, and those are things that, that, that have to happen and that, uh, you know, you have to help build as a coach and as your coaching staff as you, as you begin your journey. And as most of us start taking a deep breath and enjoy a little bit of this offseason, but also in the next few weeks we start thinking about the upcoming summer season, it's time to start thinking about the things that you can do to help get that support from your community. So I really hope you enjoy uh, the format of this podcast. I thought it was a, a great series of short interviews. And, uh, you know, folks, just sit back, relax, and enjoy listening to six really, really good coaches talk about their journeys this season. <laughs> guest on our champions podcast uh you know you tim you took like 40 years to get the first one and then you're like ah what the heck 12 months later let's 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 cut down a few more nets here uh now you're starting to make it look easy mr cannon uh you know congratulations tim on on your second consecutive class a boys state championship here in nebraska 
Thank you, Marty, very much. We are we're very uh, proud of our guys, and we are very very grateful because we do know uh, how difficult this this is to do. And a good friend of mine texted me about a month ago, and he says, "You know, the second one's always easier." And I thought, "Is he crazy?" <laughs> and then, uh, you know, it happened. But it happened because. Of, Great kids, a great coaching staff, and the whole Miller North community has been fabulous. Well, let's dive into that journey here a little bit. Um, you know, I, I, I said on the, the pre-roll before we got started, I, I've basically got the same five questions for for each one of you that I'm, I'm going to have on here uh, this week for the podcast. And so, um, you know, let's, let's, let's get going here. Uh, first question, uh, what were what were some of the intangibles with this group that, that led them to this championship. I mean, you know, you won it last year, which and 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 then you got back, uh, but you had to replace not just uh, uh, some talent or an average amount of talent for a state championship team. I mean, you're, you know, Hunter and and Saint and Tyler and all and JJ. You know, you had a you had a mammoth hole of talent to fill in, and yet you took this team and got them going in the right direction from the get-go and and were able to, uh, again, cut down those nets again. So what was what was the intangibles with this group of kids that brought them to this point? Uh, you're really correct there, Marty. We had some great guys, Hunter and Saint and Tyler and J.J. Colin Mone was our sixth man. So mm-hmm. five of our top six graduated, and they're all great guys and, you know, excellent basketball players. I think with this group, the thing that uh, things that were intangibles, you never could quite measure or, or really even um, respect enough how much desire this team. And I knew they had tons of desire, but as we continued, you know, that became more and more evident and their absolute willingness to play for each other was just fabulous. There's nobody on this team that had any other goal than to lay it on the line for your teammate and, and see how good we could be. And you have a lot of teams where you're good in those areas, but mm-hmm. the togetherness of this team, you know, it's hard to measure that too until you're going along and you see it. And, and there were just some things I could see at different times. One of them was uh, um, our last practice uh, before the state championship game coming to the gym. It's a regular school day, which is kind of nice, you know, practice right after school routine, and our guys are shooting, you know, we've got everything. We're always setting up early, so we're out there early with them. But shooting, um, we had three fantastic uh, managers, uh, three young ladies for us, uh, Miso and Cassidy and Camilla. And they're getting things ready. And they, they would even sweep the floor and stuff like that. We got some music playing, which became a habit mm-hmm. here with uh, the guys here. And you could just see this is just a fun place to be the day before practice or the last practice before the Championship and I, so I think that was a big thing with our guys. They're always having fun. We we did talk about that, but I'm I'm glad they did it. They were always having fun. Do you think they they kind of came in with a chip on their shoulder? Like, yeah, you know, we're, we're not saying that that Hunter wasn't a great player because he was, and you know, all the all the other seniors that you lost. But you know, we're pretty good too, and we kind of want to show people what we're capable of. Yes, Marty, definitely, and and all of our guys here loved playing. You know, with, with Hunter and the whole group, and it, it helped our guys here because a lot of them were practicing against them for mm-hmm. two, three years. But a total respect for our seniors who left this year. But those guys this year, they wanted their own. They wanted their own name. We talked about it at times. Wanted to make their own identity. 
Uh, we set a lot of goals before the season, so we remember writing them on a board, taking a picture of them. We kind of checked them as we went through the year, and they did a pretty good job of a checklist and knocking some things off as they went. They definitely had that a good chip, you know, to prove our own identity. Mm-hmm. Was there was there a certain point? You know, and again, this is the second question I'm asking everybody. Uh, was there a certain point where? You know, it kind of hit you that, you know, hey, this group has a chance to make a legit run. Not, you know, hey, if everything breaks right. I mean, you've been through this rodeo enough time, Tim. You know the difference between a, a pretender and a contender. When did you kind of feel like, you know, this team's got a real chance to be a contender? Not to say we're going to win it, but we got a chance. Well, that's a great question, Marty. And I would really hit two points, you know, for our guys. A lot happened during the summer, and that's not really a turning point yet, but it was an indicator, and they knew we were playing really well, uh, a lot of great teamwork, and, and we won most of those games. And you go into a fall league, and, you know, we're not coaching them, but we won those games. So, you know, we do a lot of things besides the games. You got your summer workouts, but you can see it there. And then during the season, our second game of the year, when we went to Columbus, uh, for you know one of the quads where you've got four teams and you end up we ended up playing west side on a neutral floor in columbus and and um, you know we just had a great night played a really good game against a west side team that we know is really really tough yep and who beat us later in the year but i think that second game of the year we could see well we really got a chance here after our victory uh at west side where we are at columbus but against west side we played really well that night mm-hmm you kind of you kind of pointed this out a little bit, Tim. Uh, you know what what was the different qualities about this team? What made this team uh, different from some of the other teams? And, and again, I think the team that you had last year in, in twenty one uh, was was just so exceptionally talented. Uh, but you've had other really really good teams at Bryan uh, that knocked on that door that came really close. And this team was kind of more similar to that, I, I, I would think, from just from my uh, very amateur point of view. Uh, was it just the confidence of, of having that experience from last year and knowing that they could do it? Uh, you know, obviously you having uh, Jason Green back and you, you knew you kind of had that alpha dog that the other guys could kind of play off of. Uh, you know, what were, what were some of those different intangibles in that regard that, that made this team a little bit different than some of your other groups? Well, just uh, an absolute uh, commitment to each other i saw guys on this team really celebrate others success just an extreme amount of times during the year and you honestly could see someone who's really happy for somebody else and and that was that was really great and and we saw it last year with with that group and, and other years you know great in a lot of areas but this team was always happy for each other uh, the team success was was first um, come to practice. I'd never had a practice with these guys where you didn't do anything but look forward to practicing with these guys because they they would lay it on the line and play hard and and um, and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, and we we did talk a lot about. I tried to remind them always to play for today, so today meant be good in practice. And then, you know, we got to the state championship game. I said, well, today's the state championship, so <laughs> today. You know, yeah, and they, they thoroughly enjoyed each other's uh, company, but enjoyed the game mm-hmm. a ton. I thought they played the game with total, uh, you know, the right demeanor, the right respect for the game, and uh, 
and that that was that was super. Was it kind of one of those teams that you just didn't want to let go of? Like you got to the state championship game, and you're like, "Hey, you know what? This is uh, this is great. We're playing for another title." But man, I kind of still wish we were going to practice on Monday. Yeah, you know, Marty, I've said that a few times here just the past few days. As much as it's a great feeling to win this championship and then to win two in a row, and it's a super feeling. Mm-hmm. It's also just, you know, you look at, well, the the side of it, though, you can't do it. You don't get to be around these guys anymore. And they're, they're awesome. You know, and I've been a head coach for 40 years and coached for 43 years. And I got a lot of guys that I love coaching over the years. But I can truly say, the you know, I know already I just missed being uh, in practice with these guys and just, you know, working together because they were great at that. Mm-hmm. Last question, Tim. Uh what are you going to remember most about this team? What what are what are some of the things that you're going to remember most about this group of of 20, 21, 22 Miller North Mustangs uh, when when you decide to sail off into the sunset here? Hopefully, a long time from now. Uh, but uh, what are you going to remember most about this group of guys? Well, I'll remember their enthusiasm, uh, their humility, you know, and it. That's led a lot by Jason Green. He's just an awesome young man, and uh, he's always been about being humble. And this year he became a, a lot more of a vocal leader, which was great. But uh, uh, he and Nick Dolezal, David Harmon, a lot of unity over the four years, even though they didn't always play together. David and Nick did play coming off our bench last year. Mm-hmm. And this year they stepped into a higher role. But that guy's great leadership and uh, – a love love for the game and and truly enjoying the game and they appreciated everyone I, we had a great student body and they they loved that part and they they appreciated the student body there and we, we talk about the band how great that is and championship night we had a massive student body you yeah. know sitting behind the basket and our adult fans you know, i looked up there so many blue shirts and, and the white shirts of the students, but those guys appreciated everyone. And they made them feel appreciated. I mean, we had a night down at Omaha South. We had a whole bunch of students sit behind our bench, and you're on the road. And our students really helped gear our defense up that night just by screaming. But, you know, they come because they have a good relationship with the players. And I, I think mm-hmm. these guys were great about uh, reaching out to everyone and, and just enjoying life and enjoying basketball. Yeah. Well, you're lucky here this weekend – uh, Hunter and Saint are on two opposite sides of the bracket, so you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, be in this awkward situation of having to cheer for one or the other if they end up facing. If they end up facing each other, uh, that means they're playing for the whole kit and caboodle, and so that's a pretty good place to be in, Mister Cannon. So, uh, you know, and wouldn't that be awesome? That would be awesome. I would expect a ticket. I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you. You, know. you. you bet. Shirley and I have been watching them from home as much as we can we watched max merle and we watched uh, nick ferrini's on tv sometimes with omaha we followed yep. our other guys at their places it's, it's been a great great pleasure all right well tim thanks so much for your time here tonight uh, again congratulations uh well deserved i thought your kids played great um i was down in the gym uh for your first two games um, and, and I thought your kids just played really, really well. I thought Jason was really dominant that first game. And then, of course, uh, Harmon had the huge game against Bellevue West. And uh, I just thought your kids did a terrific job. And so, uh, you know, 
all credit to to you and your staff and your players and and congratulations once again for cutting down the nets one more time well th- thank you marty and th- thank you for having me on it's a pleasure to to share these things with you and talk about our our school and our program and i, I do want to thank our school administration mr bagley and our ad mr zimmerman are just fantastic and my coaching staff uh, led by Mike S. Miller, just a great staff. Well, they make you look a lot smarter than what you really are, Tim. Yep, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that happens. When you have great assistants and great players, they make you look a lot smarter than what you really are. You're correct. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks again for your time tonight, Tim. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Marty. Coaches, be sure to mark your calendars for Saturday, April the 9th for the second annual A Pen and a Napkin Coaches Clinic at Fort Calhoun High School in Fort Calhoun, Nebraska, just 15 minutes north of downtown Omaha, Nebraska. We have a great day lined up for you and your coaching staff, from large group speakers to classroom sessions to discussion tables. The A Pen and a Napkin Coaches Clinic promises to make you and your staff better coaches. Clinic rates are $40 for one coach, $75 for two coaches, $100 for three coaches, and $30 a piece for a coaching staff of four or more. For more details, check out at a pen and a napkin on Twitter, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com, or go to a pen and a napkin.com to find more details on the website. Next up on our Champions podcast is Jacob Mose, the head boys basketball coach at Ashland Greenwood High School. Coach, has the, has the shine worn off yet? Probably not quite yet. You know, we're still enjoying that uh, that crazy ending the other night. Uh, crazy to say the least. Uh, you know, and, and we'll we'll get to that here um, in a little bit. Uh, Want to just jump in and you know, like the folks have heard, uh, I'm kind of asking everybody essentially a lot of the same questions here, uh, and we'll start off with this one. Uh, you've had some good teams. We talked. Uh, a few weeks ago when you were on the pod uh, about, uh, you know, this particular team, the growth of this team, you had you'd kind of been stonewalled a little bit either at the district championship game or early in the state tournament. Uh, what was different about this team? What was different about the intangibles of this team uh, that was able to, to get you over the hump and, and allow you guys to cut down the nets the other day? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Obviously, skills play play a big part of that, and there's other things uh, than, than the skills that I think got us over the top. And I think I would start with, you know, just kind of their basketball IQ, just kids that understand the game, that are very coachable, that, uh, you know, they had the ability to figure out what a, what a great shot was. And in, in tough moments, uh, when things maybe aren't going your way, they still were able to do that. Um, Along with that, they, you know, they had a great belief in each other because they, they just loved being around each other. Uh, they had invested a lot of time uh, on and off the court with each other to, to get better and build that kind of camaraderie uh, that I think all great, great teams have. So they had just kind of invested a lot in each other. And I think those are, are several things that I think that stick out that, that maybe helped us get a little bit over the hump, as you said. Um. Yeah, you know that that skill work, that skill development, obviously a big thing. Um, like you know, like I said, we had talked a few weeks ago, and you'd, you'd kind of been on the brink, but couldn't get over there. Uh, you know, was there a point this season? Uh, when did you really feel like that you felt like you had a chance, a, a legit chance to really make a run, and and a legit chance to? 
to have a chance to to cut down the nets. Yeah, you know, I've always said that our schedule uh, prepares us really well for for postseason play because you kind of know where where you stand <clears throat> at, at certain points throughout the year. So I would say uh, for us and our coaches, we went through about a three week stretch in mid December and through early January where we played um, Milford, Wahoo, uh, Omaha, Roncalli, Platteview, and Fort Calhoun. Oh, that's that's and- uh, that's that's easy. Yeah, just what a what a simple stretch of games, and we knew coming into the year like that was going to be a a huge challenge for us mm-hmm. or or for any team. Um, doesn't matter who you are, um, and so you know we kind of came out of that uh, you know four to five game stretch, six games, whatever it was in that three to four week period, and and we had played really well, and uh, so at that point you kind of go wow. We just played some of the the best teams in C1, uh, in in Class B as well. And and we just liked uh, the way our kids looked against those teams, the way they played and competed. So I would say um, that was kind of maybe the the turning point for us as coaches and probably even players to give them just a huge boost of confidence uh, to go in against those teams and, and sometimes win convincingly against them. Uh, you got to talk to your athletic director about your schedule. Yeah, it's just not good enough, is it? <laughs> well, that or, man, you got to spread that out a little bit at least. But, you know, I'm sure probably some of that benefit was, especially when you played well early on in that stretch, was, oh, all right, hey, fellas, that's that's a tough one. Guess what? You know, two nights from now, we got another tough one, and we got to play at the same level. Was it? What, was that the kind of vibe that your your group started to develop at that point? Yeah, you know what? With a team like we had, we were we were kind of excited for that stretch um, because, like like we said, it's going to let us know where we're at and what we need to work on. So we we played really well to start off that stretch against Milford and Wahoo and got two huge wins uh, before Christmas. And so we went into break the the Christmas break in the moratorium feeling really good. Uh, and then we played Omaha Roncalli in our holiday tournament, and uh, obviously they were an extremely, extremely talented team, and they they got us in overtime. But uh, you know that was to me that was again another turning point because we had played well in the uh, in those first two matchups of kind of contender teams, and, and Roncalli had gotten us. And in, in that Roncalli game, um, they made us do several things that that maybe our first several opponents did not make us do so mm-hmm. uh I think, like what, I think what, team, what was that you know they sped us up they 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 got us playing a little bit fast their defensive pressure uh because they were long and athletic um and, and great basketball players made us do some things that normally we wouldn't do so we were able to go back to our kids and say uh hey guys we know what works against these great teams and we know what doesn't uh, we just have to kind of our theme became we just need to be us because in the Ron Collie game, we did several things that weren't us. We took a couple bad shots, which was pretty uncharacteristic for us. Uh, maybe a few too many turnovers and, and defensive breakdowns and things like that with the, with a scout or whatever it was. So uh, that stretch and that game were huge for us. You, uh, you obviously win a state championship. It was your, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, coach, your first state championship game as a head coach, correct? Yes, that is correct. And and you're going up against a guy in Jim Weeks who's been there numerous times. It's their fourth year in a row. Uh, you know, 
what was what was the approach for you as a first time head coach in that state title game? Uh, the the ups and downs of it, your your preparation, your own emotions, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, what was that like for you to go through it? You know, we uh, you mentioned we had to be prepared. Um, you're not you're not going to play. Uh, uh, that team, an Auburn team, and, and Coach Week's team, and and they're going. You know they're giving you their best shot. You know they have an excellent game plan, and so we tried to to come up with some things. And our coaching staff did a great job of you know how can we play our best. And and most of our focus was on us. You know what can we take that we have, and and get each guy to kind of play to their best uh, of their ability. We knew the game was going to be difficult. We knew it would not be easy. And and a big thing for us was we knew we had to maintain our composure Mm -hmm. because we went, we knew going in and we told the kids repeatedly, they're going to grind us on some possessions. That's just the nature of, of the game. And so you got to be ready to defend for 30, 40, 50 seconds, maybe a minute and not two minutes, three minutes, four minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Sometimes and, and and not gamble and go for a steal and not do something silly where they get a layup because that's what a lot happens to a lot of teams. You kind of get frustrated, you lose your mind a little bit, you, you have a mental error, and then bam, they pounce on you and knock down an open three or pound it inside and get a layup. And so that was that was a big part of our plan. It's just be us and and maintain our composure throughout the game. What uh I believe you were up seven with about three minutes left to go ish. And I'm going by memory here, Jacob, uh, you know, seven ish with about three ish left to go. Uh, and you know, you had Cale Jacobson who had put in 43 in the semifinal. You had to be thinking, okay, we're, we're in really, really good shape at this point. And, and then very quickly it, it got to be not such good shape. <laughs> that's a, that is a good way to describe it. It was not good shape. We went from feeling, <laughs> you know, you know, you had you had battled all game to to kind of get back in it. We were down most of the first half and in early second half, we we tied it up. We took a little lead. Uh, we we got that lead midway through the fourth, like you had mentioned. So we felt pretty good, but we also knew that the game was not over, mm-hmm. and and that's where I think the composure came in. We 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 made several mistakes. Uh, in, in those final minutes, but yet had the wherewithal to to do a couple good things down the stretch. And and sometimes, you know, I've told people, you know, we were 0 for 9 from 3. Uh, we were a 41% shooting team from 3 on the year, which is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. So we never lost faith in our guys. Um, but like I told people, sometimes it's not how many threes or shots you make, but when, and, and our guys maintain their composure, they stayed confident and, and they hit really two big threes, one, one midway through the fourth with, with Dane. And then obviously the, the one to win it there with, uh, Evan at the end of the game. Uh, what's Evan's last name? Evan Shepard. Evan Shepard. Question. Will Evan Shepard ever have to buy a meal for himself in the municipalities of Ashland or Greenwood for the rest of his life? You know, uh, I sure hope not. Um, <laughs> you, you watch those things on TV all the time, and you're like, uh, wow, that's crazy. And, uh, you know, to have it happen, obviously, was was pure elation, I think, for our entire team. Uh, but for Evan, uh, when you hit that type of shot, uh, we're all going to remember it forever. But uh, that's certainly a very, very special moment uh, for he, his family, our team, 
uh, himself, our community, and everyone. And I, I think he's uh, he's probably going to enjoy that one the rest of his life. Yeah. Well, he lived the the driveway dream. You know, the five, four, three, two, one, and you know he hits the shot to win the state championship literally at the buzzer. Um, and I thought what was interesting about that play as it developed. Uh, you didn't call timeout. You, you, the, you know, Auburn missed a free throw to take the lead, so you were tied. Uh, you knew worst-case scenario you were going to overtime. And, and Jacobson, you know, you ran the high ball screen. Jacobson drove, and he very easily, again, based on his accomplishments and, and what he's done as a player and what he did a couple of days before that, and he really dominated the second half of the game as well, he very easily could have forced a, a tough, tough shot. Uh, but he made the right basketball play and kicked it out to the wide open guy in the corner and really underrated about the play. Uh, the pass was on time. It was on target. It hit the shepherd kid right in the shot pocket, and all he had to do was go up and, and let it fly like I'm sure he's done thousands of times. And I think that's a credit to you guys and your coaching staff for preparing your kids for that situation and knowing exactly what to do. Yeah, you know, um, as we go through those final moments, you're you're right. You know, with the free throw, do you want to call a timeout and ice the shooter and drop a a play if you're tied or you're down or whatever? Uh, We we felt we didn't uh, because you're you're again you're going against a coach that's that's going to have a plan that's that's going to put something out there that makes it tough on you. Uh, They fortunately missed that shot. And uh, we got the rebound, and so you go through it again. Do you want to call a timeout? I think our whole coaching staff was on the same page, that, that we just kind of want to play this thing out mm-hmm. um, and, and see what happens. So, you know, we kind of get in a, a common end-of-game set for us, and, and you give your the ball to your guy, and you trust that he's going to make a really good play. So that's what we kind of did. Kale was able to kind of attack and get maybe at least close to the lane. And, and as you said, when the, when the help collapsed, he made an excellent pass and decision. And that says a lot about him as well as our entire team. Mm-hmm. Kind of a theme for us was just being unselfish. And, and I talked about earlier with the ability to find great shots. Um, we did that all year long. And it, it starts with your best player, a kid that had averaged 23 points as a sophomore. Uh, when he's now getting six-plus assists a game and, and passing up shots and, and doing things for his teammates, that, that's, that's pretty special. And so I know he had the utmost confidence in Evan. Evan had hit, hit shots all year long. He's a 46% three-point shooter on the year. Um, they're, they're partners in our, in our daily shooting every single day. So it was not shocking to see him kick that out because um, that's what he does. And then, you know, Evan hadn't had a great game shooting the ball at that point. But, uh, again, it just goes back to that trust and belief in others. Evan didn't hesitate, caught that thing and shot it, and kind of the rest is history. They're not all going in, but the next one is. Absolutely. <laughs> Last question, Coach. Uh, I, I know it's fresh. It's been less than a week since all this craziness ensued. Uh, but, you know, six days removed. Uh, what do you think you're going to remember most about this team? You know, aside from that shot that's a memory for, for all of us, I think just just the amount of work that this group put in, they certainly didn't win this championship this year. It had been years in the making. And so, you know, something that I'll always remember and appreciate will, will be the work that they put in and that they they cared so much they loved each other uh they celebrated each other's success it always wanted wasn't easy but they uh always stuck together and 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 just their unselfishness throughout the season or over the years 
Um, there's just those types of things that you, you know, it's, it's the people, it, uh-huh. it's who they are. And, and that's going to carry them further in life than, you know, this, this basketball thing. Um, certainly a, a great accomplishment and, and great memory, but it's those attributes that, you know, I think you try and build in the kids as coaches that I think are going to carry them a long way. And this group was, was just amazing in those types of things. I think I do want to mention uh, one other thing, and that would be like the support from our community uh, and our fans was mind blowing. Um, Throughout the year, we had multiple standing room only crowds in our home gym. And, uh, you know, the, as we talk about the memories and things, there's, there's a few clips online that, that as that shot goes in and the celebration ensues where you can see that section of our crowd just go nuts. Uh And that is very special when you can bring a, a community together and have them cheer uh, support and, and root those guys on um, those those videos will be fun to watch in, in a year down the road in five years and in 10 years because the support we received was amazing well I was sitting uh, sitting on media row and and sitting across uh, the from the Auburn bench so I saw the whole crowd react as the shot went in and it was it was it was pretty awesome i will have to say it was it was pretty cool it was really it was really cool for 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 the kids for yourself for your community so uh coach congratulations uh well deserved uh state championship keep keep walking around with that glow as long as you can uh you know and, and savor it we will. We're we're enjoying the thrill, and it, and it'll last a while. And eventually, you know, one of these days, we're gonna have to go back to work. I assume. Well, try try to put it off a little bit longer. So <laughs> we we will give them at least two weeks off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Coach. Thanks for your time today. Yep. Thanks for having me. Yep. Next up on our championship coaches podcast is a guy that knows a little bit about championships. I've checked the records, Kelly. I still feel like you owe me one or just at least one kelly just give me one you know (laughs) damn it you know uh but no kelly flynn uh head girls basketball coach at fremont high school uh state championship number 12 uh which is just a uh, say what you want to kelly uh just an absolutely amazing achievement and uh i'm sure the 12th one was just as sweet as the first one yes yes it definitely was uh obviously a whole new set of girls and a different school and different community so it was it was very very special and uh, it's been a long time since we had won one so it's special for me too but just to see these girls and the the time and energy that they put in actually the last four years it, it really was neat to to see it all come together and, and what a great following we had from the Fremont student body and and the fans and the parents uh, they were just they were super did it kind of feel like a a, a culmination of like a four-year project yeah, yeah. It. Um, I didn't remember all the different things I said. I mean, the NSA does a great job of making it very, very special. And the way they're doing that with the uh, press now, you know, it used to be a deal where different ones would hit you up individually and, and you'd end up saying the same things to some of them and forget to say something or you didn't say it because you'd already said it. And mm-hmm. to have all of them in the media together, um, I thought it was pretty cool. And to have some of the players in there and, and getting to hear them talk and and it was just pretty pretty special. But uh, we really talked a lot about the state championship and 
And uh, it was it was fun. It was a great experience. Because it was kind of a step by step thing. You know, your first year. Uh, you got to the district final and you got beat, and then the second year you got to the state tournament and won a game, and then your third year you make it to the title game, but you lose to, you know, all things considered, you know, Pius was just better than you guys, uh, but this year you get over the proverbial hump and 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 you get to cut down the nets, so you just kind of, you know, even for a, an established coach like yourself, self, there's still times where you just got to go through that step-by-step process, don't you think? Yeah, they really do, and 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 that was what I was gonna say was that I didn't really remember saying that, but uh, they it was in the paper, and I guess I did say that about it being the journey, four year journey, really, and and like you, you you said it there. I mean that that first year we really felt like we were peaking at the right time, and really thought we were, you know, we hit, we were pretty well set with the wild card and stuff, and then our point guard Sydney Galladay you know, went down to the ACL, and we lost by one to like in the East and. And then uh, had a really, really close, uh, actually an overtime loss to Pius that year at the end of the season. And then one to Miller North, who went on and won the state championship that year. And yep. So we were right there with, um, and that was without Sid at the end. Um, and then Papillion by one. So, I mean, we really felt like we, we, we deserved to be there that year and, and thought we could have made a run. And and then the next year to, to get to the semifinals um, and uh, and be leading Lincoln East. Um, and we really felt like we almost got championship there, but came up like a little short, like you said. And and then last year to to get all the way to the championship, but to play Pius for a third time during the season. And we used that a little bit this year because people were saying that about us playing Southwest, that how difficult it is to beat a good team three times in the same season. And and I said, well, I know a team that did it last year. <laughs> and uh, that was Pius over Fremont. And yeah. so to... You know, to, to do that this year, I think, and take that final step, it was really, really, really special. Yeah. Um, so, like like I t- talked about with the other guests here, uh, we've got the same five questions for everybody and just kind of interested uh, to, to hear your uh, responses. And, you know, obviously you've coached a lot of championship teams. And, and, and when you were at, at South Sioux in the heyday, uh, I mean, there once you got to the state tournament, you, you had a pretty good hunch that uh, there was a lot of years where you were not really challenged when you, when you got down to Lincoln. Um, but, uh, you know, this year was, it was, it was tough road, you know, that state championship game, it was just, uh, it was a knockdown drag out fight. And, uh, but, you know, as you watch this team develop, after you watch this program develop over the last few years, uh, what were some of the intangibles that, that made this team, uh, that that got this team over the hump and 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 got it to that point to where uh, you know it made itself a championship team. Yeah, well, I mean, like you said, this year being a great, I I don't think you could have set up a better script for the way the the tournament fell in place, uh, and we 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 really were hoping that it would be like what it did turn out. I mean, but uh, to have got beat by Pius. Uh, in the state championship last year and then uh, have them beat us the first t- game of the season and then to get them back in the uh, hack championship you know it's just pretty special to have that type of game for the first you know it just really set up nice to have a, a, a the rubber match the third game against um, the the teams that played in the state championship the year before so i think it was just kind of a neat neat setup for game one and then uh, the only other loss this year was was Lincoln High, and to have that game be in the semifinals, and and ironically, uh, the first time we played them, it was 
we were up by 20 at one time and then, and then to lose that game. Um, but I think we did learn a lot in both of those losses. And we always use that cliche, we either win or we run. And we learned a lot in both of those games. And, and then they get to play Southwest for the, for the championship. So that was, mm-hmm. that was special. The um, intangibles though, I, I think, again, I think, you know, you, you, you have the different parts, you know, each team that wins the state championship can probably look at the different parts. And, and I really think we had, a perfect set with, uh, you know, a Gatorade player of the year uh, leads the, the state in, in scoring and, and three points and class A, you know, and then leads the state in career threes and just a special player in Taylor McCabe. And and then a real anchor in the post with, with Macy Bryant, both those two starting four years and and just tremendous leaders and, and hard work. And, and then they have another senior, Sarah Shepard, who, you know, really gets up and down the floor and, and uh, had a lot of double-doubles during the season. You know, on different nights, she would score big and, and average 10 points for the season and led us in rebounding a lot of different times. And and then a point guard senior that had started the last couple of years in, in Bella Keaton. Uh-huh. And then a, a, another shooting guard forward that's got up to 5'10 now with McKenna Murphy. And, and you saw she hit the big three in the, uh, in the championship game. And Yep. And then a couple of really, really quick girls coming off the bench. So, I mean, if you if tried to set up a team, obviously you'd maybe want a little bit more size, but uh, I think we had all the parts and I think that was what really made it special. And, and I think they were all hungry because I think they all felt like we came up a little bit short the last couple of years and, and really wanted to prove themselves and, and go out on top. You kind of bring up a couple of things here leading into the, the second and third question. Uh, I'm going to go with the, I'm going to, I'm going to flip the script here and we're going to go a little bit out of order, but you mentioned the, the Lincoln high game and you were up 20 and you're, you're cruising right along. And you realize that Lincoln high is a good team. This is not a bunch of slouches and you had to be feeling like, boy, we're kind of playing with house money here being up 20. Um, uh, but then you, you end up losing, you end up, you know, giving the lead up and end up losing the game. But in some ways, was that kind of a turning point for your team? Do you, do you feel like that was kind of like, okay, we've we've got a we've got to kind of get over that mental hump of you know we're we when we're up we've got to you know step on the proverbial throat and we've got to do this together and we're not going to kind of let this uh type of thing happen again with this particular group was that was that kind of the 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 learning part of it that came out yeah of that i one? think the learning part and i think it really was a, a turning point also it was right at the time where i mean because we had a, a big game the next day and we knew that was going to be a tough stretch and um we had Glenwood, Iowa, uh, the next day at the Mac Center, and I think it was kind of very similar. Where we got up seventeen, and uh, we came down several times in a row, and and kind of launched shots that weren't bad shots for us because we hit them a lot of times, but also weren't really necessary. It took no time off the clock, and it was just a quick shot, and and uh, a shot that you could get any time. And uh, we did take that time out, and and really talked about that we learned from the thing last night, and and we do need to take care of the ball. We don't need to rush the clocks on our side. And I thought they really responded well. We did what we call spread the score. And uh, we we don't really put the ball in the deep breeze, but we really do try to take care of it. And, and if you have an opportunity to get to the rack, you, you drive. But if you don't, you, you pull it back out and we don't want shots and we make passes. And, and, and from that time out, it just seemed like any time games got close down the end, we, we we pulled it out, and I thought we really, really did a, a nice job. And I thought you saw that several times in the state tournament, where we we actually ex- 
extended the lead, and um, especially in that championship where you hit seven or eight free throws down the stretch. Because that's a little gamble that I think coaches take sometimes, where you're going into delay a little bit too early. Yep. You know, and 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 next year, you know, we, I'm I'm totally in favor of that shot clock, but I think that it's still going to be a deal where where you can kind of control the tempo a little bit and take care of the ball at the end, and then still try to score. But uh, take some time off and not just rush down and take a shot. Mm-hmm. The first, first look you get. Um, when did you? And obviously, you had a team. Like you said, you got the Gatorade Player of the Year, all-time leading scorer in Class A. You know, Taylor's going to University of Iowa. Uh, you know, uh, between her and Caitlin Clark, um, you know, I don't. The, the, they could set a record for threes next year. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, but, fun to watch. Yeah, it will be. Uh, but uh, obviously, you knew you had a really good team. Uh, but when did you really feel like, you know, this team has kind of figured out that championship mentality uh, that that we are that this team is ready, really ready to to make itself a a champion? Well, I I really felt like that uh, after last year's state championship when we came up a little bit short. I really did feel like, you know, no one Pius was going to lose more than we were, and uh, other teams that were really good were losing more than what we were. You know, anytime I think you have four starters back on a state runner-up team, you, you feel pretty good about that next year. Um, but I think, again, that Pius game and the opening weekend, you know, was uh, an eye-opener. And like Taylor McCabe said it in, in one of the articles there, that, you know, it really made us realize that we've got work to do yet this year. And and I thought they came back with, I mean, I, I think they always gave everything they had pretty much, but it, it did just seem like another another step up, another mindset that, that, that we can't, overlook anybody even though we weren't overlooking them but it just you know they, they caught us um, in that first game and and we knew and that and that's kind of what i try to tell people now that you know even though we lose a a ton of talent and some six great seniors you know i think the other players have all been through this season and, and know what it takes to get to the championship and 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 bring it day in and day out and and uh I think anytime you have something like that, if you've got some players coming back, they know what it takes, and, and they're going to be good leaders that following year. Mm-hmm. So final question here, Kelly, um, and, and I'm leaving everybody with, with the same question here. What are, you, what are you going to remember most about this team? You know, you've obviously you've coached uh, – I, I think you've got the most state championships in the state uh, for girls' basketball. You and Russ have to be really close to each other. Uh, but what are you going to remember most about this particular group of kids? Well, I'm going to remember, you know, the practice. I talk about that a lot where, you know, everybody gets to, to see the 32-minute state championship game, and, and that's going to be some special special memories, especially with the, the huge Fremont community crowd and, and the fans. I mean, those those pictures and those memories, I, I love looking at those, and, and that'll continue to be a big part of it. But, but just the day in and day out, you know, every day, practice and and having those girls that i mentioned and and emily shepherd another one that coming off the bench but to, to, to just come every day and, and be in a great mood and sydney glouse and the mcleans and just so many different kids that uh you know you see change as the season goes on and and go from a freshman player to a jv player to, to a varsity um and and the quotes that we have each day and 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 getting the team together in the huddle um, those are the special moments that I think I will always remember. And I think those are the things that continue to make me want to keep doing this job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I really do love it. Yeah. Well, 
congratulations, my friend. Um, I, I, again, well deserved. Your kids really, uh, they they really had to earn it. And I know, uh, you know, you played a familiar foe in Lincoln Southwest, but they were playing outstanding basketball all week. And uh, it was, you know, your your kids won that title game in a way that. Uh, they probably haven't won a lot of games in that way this year, where it's just yeah. this knockdown, drag out fight. Uh, almost right. felt like an old school 1995 Knicks Heat type of uh, game. You know, your kids are used to being in the 50s and the 60s, and it was, you know, low 30s late in the fourth quarter. Yes. And yeah, and that was that was another thing that uh, different comments that people had made was that you know we're used to seeing a high powered offense, and then to see that struggle a little bit because Lincoln Southwest does have such a great defense and then us to rely on our defense at the end and and there again uh, if I could give a shout out to our coaching staff because I can't say enough about Nate Kernanz and Turner Dole and Aaron Burling and Sean Nick you know what I mean because they all really really did pitch in I, I know I get to do this podcast and when I get the questions in the paper and stuff but those guys do so much behind the scenes and in the defense and and you know, the scouting reports and, and everybody pitched in and, and just, I love those guys and, and gals and I'm glad we've got that staff. Well, you can even help that staff get a little bit better on April the 9th if they come over to Fort Calhoun for a little coach's <laughs> clinic there too, Kelly. So Yes, yes. I do want to try to, they, a couple of them do coach in the, in the spring, but I'm going to see if um, they've got that Saturday off because I would love to have our staff get together and, and come over there, especially uh, for your social as well. Perfect, perfect. Well, Kelly Flynn, uh, state champion, Class A, uh, Nebraska girls basketball. Uh, again, Kelly, uh, congratulations. Uh, appreciate your friendship. Appreciate all that you've done for me, and uh, hopefully we'll see you soon, all right? All right. Sounds good, Marty. Thanks okay. a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. A pen and a napkin university is offering you, our listeners, a great opportunity to learn more about coaching above and beyond the a pen and a napkin universe. In our video series detailing personal growth and development, you can purchase videos on topics like interviewing for a job, basketball analytics, and fundraising and social media. Go to a pen and a napkin.com and follow the links to order. Videos are $10 a piece, or you can get the entire bundle of seven videos for $50. That's less than $8 a video. We also have our defensive series, highlighting transition half defense, half-court defense, and full-court defense. Those videos are $10 a piece, or you can get the three-video bundle for $25. Along with that, we have our newest video, 25 Universal Truths About Coaching. In this video, you'll get tips on how to work with parents and administrators, tips to help build your program, and thoughts and ideas on how to take care of yourself. For just $10, this video will help you look at coaching differently. For ordering information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com or DM me on Twitter at a pen and a napkin. You can also look up the 25 universal truths about coaching on a pen and a napkin.com. Our next coach in our state championship podcast, uh, the, the podcast of state champions, is Don Martindale, the head girls basketball coach at Esterville Lincoln Central. Uh, Coach, we, we talked maybe a couple of months ago, and you know you felt really good about your team, felt really good about your season, and uh, you'd made multiple trips down to the state tournament, and and this time, this time you're coming home with the big trophy with with a couple nets hanging from it. How how does that feel? Uh, it's a tremendous feeling, that's for sure. And as long as uh, I've been doing this, um, it was great, you know, to hoist the trophy after being. 
down there five previous times and really with the exception of one of the state tournament trips uh lost some real close games so this this certainly uh, personally is a from a coaching standpoint is definitely the highlight the biggest victory of my career that's for sure and of course it none of it would have gotten done without the uh, ter- tremendous uh support of the community and parents and outstanding uh, assistant coaches and and above all, just really hardworking uh, players, that's for sure. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's a common theme, you know, all of those things that you just said there. And, uh, you know, let's, let's, you know, like I said, we, we're, we're running the same four or five questions past everybody here. Uh, what, were, uh, what were some of the intangibles that, that made this team a little bit different, um, that, that kind of was able to, to take your, your group and kind of bring them over the hump this time down on your, on your sixth trip down to the well? Um, no, I don't want to take anything away from past teams, but this team had just a little bit more togetherness, if you can understand what I mean here. Yep. Um, they really, really had an extreme appreciation for one another. It was a group of kids that got really excited for every one of their teammates' accomplishments. There was never any any uh, individual, you know, there was never anybody worried about an individual stat or an individual performance uh, of their own. The team just really bonded well. The team chemistry was just outstanding. Uh, coachable, I mean, it, even as good a team as we had, it was like these players wanted more. They listened. They kept focused all the while you know having a whole lot of fun with each other and uh that enabled us to really finish the deal and the role players really accepted their roles we did play a different style of basketball this year some of our kids didn't touch the basketball as much as they did last year Mm -hmm. they all bought into it and uh they all really brought their their, um, you know, the, the things they did well as a basketball player, they all brought them to the table night in, night out. I think that was, those are the intangibles. How did you sell that to those kids that, you know, weren't touching the ball as much as they had in the past? Well, um, we had, I've got to be honest here, Marty, we had a, an addition of an outstanding freshman that was uh, in our program this year uh, for the first time and she's an outstanding player she can get to the rim she has great court vision and we knew we had to play a different style of basketball other than walk the ball up run a whole bunch of sets we incorporated the up-tempo game not only offensively but defensively but it was a it was a the selling point was that hey we're going to be a better team if we play this way and I we had four uh, tremendous seniors that were really good leaders and really bought into the program. A couple of our seniors uh, shot the basketball a lot more the, the past three years, but they knew that this was going to be the way that we could really get over the hump and get to a state tournament, uh, let alone win a state tournament. So I think it was just that uh, we've got another piece to our puzzle that's really pretty good, and we've got to really really utilize that. Uh, was there a point during the season, Don, where uh, you, you knew you were going to be pretty good? You had the, the freshman point guard coming in. You know you had some good pieces back, so forth and so on. Uh, but w- was there a point where, can, can you pinpoint a, a situation or a point during the season where 
you kind of thought, hey, this team kind of has what it takes. Uh, you know, this team, this team, you know, this they have a they have a legit chance to make a real run uh, down in Des Moines. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the first day of our practice was just a little different. I could just see a little bit more competitive drive in our kids, and I when they went against each other in the drills, not that past teams ever did that, but I could just tell that this group of kids have had really a competitive edge about wanting to make each other better, uh, which, uh, in effect, of course, made the team better. As the season went on, uh, I think we talked about this before, we had a huge victory against Newell Fonda, and not too many teams beat that up. That, that outfit, coached by Dick Jungers, they're very good. And we were able to beat them, but all the while, I started to look at the stats, and we're not a very big team, but we were turning teams over about two to one in our rebounding just really improved as we went out. But if there's only one thing, I thought that it was just, again, getting back to the togetherness of this team. They just wanted to make each other better. And I think they realized what could be done, not only the first day of practice, but as we went through. So that would have been the, the uh, my, my, how I look at it is that they just, for some reason, and I don't know, it was it was totally on them. It wasn't anything the coaching staff did. They just they just were a great body of work from start to finish. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about those in, intangibles, and you talk about uh, the the competitiveness. Um, was it was that something that the, with especially with like the competitiveness in practice? Was that something that kind of caught you off guard a little bit? Um, like, oh, boy, yeah, these, these, you know, we we might even have to reel them back a little bit here, or or were you were you kind of did you kind of have that inkling like you know I, I think this group has a chance to do something special. Um, again, a great question, and maybe we talked about this before, but I know I've talked to about other coaches, and this is the first year um, that I. We didn't do any conditioning drills in practice, if you can believe that as a basketball coach. And I told those kids uh, right from day one that if you work hard in practice, we're not going to condition them. And we never once uh, we never once did a line drill. We never once went up and down. We never did anything without a basketball. And we just um, it, it just the kids loved it. I mean, mm-hmm. I know you probably haven't seen us play, but we're. We're up tempo both offensively and defensively, um, and I think that uh, we took that out of the equation. And the kids knew that by working hard, I think we're never going to have to do anything conditioning wise. Now this might sound crazy to some listeners, uh, you know, other coaches that don't do flat out conditioning mm-hmm. with their kids. But I just think uh, the more we played the harder we played against each other. I will go on to tell you this. Our practices were harder than any games we played all year. And, mm-hmm. and it was another thing we did. Um, we promised the, the kids that we weren't going to go two hours of practice. We weren't going to go an hour and 45 minutes. We went hardly any time over an hour and a half. We did, of course, the first season. We went maybe two to two hours just to implement a few new things. But we had very short to the point practices and and it worked for us. I'm not saying it's going to work for anybody, but it really worked for us. And and, uh, it was just, uh, just everything 
fell right into place for us this year. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, you know, you're talking about the no conditioning in practice. I haven't done that for years, you know, and that's always been what what you said has been my my mantra. You know, we should be working hard enough in our drills and everything that we're doing that we shouldn't need to just run just to run. And plus, mm-hmm. you know, with the with the time commitments that our kids have these days. Uh, we don't have as much time in practices as we as we used to for various different reasons. We're emphasizing different things, uh, you know, weight training or or things like that. And so I think that is the the only way to go uh, is is to to tell your teams that way that hey we're gonna we're gonna play so hard in practice that you won't that we shouldn't need to condition and if we need to condition then you're not playing hard enough in practice and i think that's a a pretty fair baseline to set with your team right at the get go of the season don't you think coach oh absolutely absolutely i think he said it best i don't think there's any other way to go either yeah um last question uh what what are you going to remember this team for and i and i know it's only been a couple of weeks uh, and, and I feel uh, a little bit guilty asking everybody this question on this particular podcast because everybody's still riding that high of cutting down the nets and hoisting that trophy. Uh, but, but as time moves forward here, you know, what do you think you're going to remember most about this edition of the Esterville Lincoln Central Midgets uh, of 2022? Um. I'm glad you asked me that. Uh, without a doubt, the, what I'm going to remember most uh, is, is, of course, winning a state championship is a huge deal, especially the teams we had to beat to accomplish this. But the togetherness and the support and the respect these kids had for one another, uh, how humble they were, not only in winning the state championship, but all season long, they never got a big head about anything. Um, they never thought they were better than anybody else walking around school. Um, and the respect they had, the respect they had, uh, for their coaching staff and vice versa. And I'm going to really remember also the tremendous community support and the tremendous administrative support. We've got two outstanding administrators and our activities director. Uh, Shane Caloose and our principal, Brad Leonard, who are just such big supporters and such big help. But I, I think, number one, again, Marty, it's going to be the togetherness and the support and the respect and appreciation they had for one another. To see the joy uh, exhibited by the kids towards one another and the, the uh, you know, the feeling of the accomplishment that we did this together, uh, that's what I'm going to remember. And, of course, you know, the the, the lifelong lessons they learned on, on why this happened that they're going to carry with them throughout their lives uh, when they leave the schoolhouse. That's the things I'm going to remember most. Well, Don, it's it's a well-deserved state championship. You're a basketball lifer, and, and I know uh, that uh, – there's a bunch of people in between the Missouri and the Mississippi River um, that were rooting for you, I'm sure, down at the state tournament if it wasn't going to be their team that w- uh, had the opportunity to cut down the nets. So, uh, again, my friend, congratulations. Uh, couldn't be happier for you. I was keeping track of what was happening over in Iowa uh, on the other side of the Missouri, and, and so I was following your trail from afar. And, uh, you know, just a great run by your kids and uh, enjoy the heck out of this one. And and when the time is right, start thinking about trying to go and get another one. 
I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. No, no problem, Don. Have a great night. Thank you. Our next guest on our Champions podcast is the one person on this group of five or six coaches that did not win a state championship this year, but perhaps, you know, had the most intriguing story. And it was a story that I was very uh, glad to be a extremely small part of. And that is TJ O'Connor, the boys basketball coach here at Fort Calhoun. TJ, how you doing? Good. Good, good. Good. Anything new, anything interesting happen in your life the last few weeks? Not outside of being able to go down to Lincoln, <laughs> not not a whole lot has been been too different. Uh-huh. I don't think anybody noticed. <laughs> it was um, it was a very neat experience, and it was cool to see uh, the community and the town, and just you know those that are not familiar. You know, it had been ninety nine years since our boys program had been to a state tournament, so it was pretty pretty fun, pretty neat to see um, <clears throat> the reaction of the kids and the community and all that. So it was, it was a very fun experience for everyone, I think. Well, absolutely. It was, uh, from, from my experience, it was fun just to be a fan of it and, and watch the, the whole thing play out. And, and you know, obviously we, most of our games are boy-girl doubleheaders, so uh, you're watching my game, I'm watching your game, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it was just, it was just a, a credit to you and your staff and, and especially the kids. The kids are the ones that went out and made the plays and made everything happen. Um, what, what do you feel like uh, really keyed this team and, and the run that you went on? Because last year, I mean, you know, it was it was a tough year. It was a it was a real tough year. You had COVID issues. You had some other things. Uh, you 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 finished, you know, uh, not where you wanted to finish at. And then you come back this year. You get off to a great start. Uh, what was kind of the key to this group? What kind of keyed them moving forward? And 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 just you know, towards the end of the season, you know, at what point did you kind of feel like this is a team that could really make a run? Um, <clears throat> I felt pretty good about where we were um in the summer um we went to some different camps and and i think you can read too much into you know summer records or how you do in the summer because it doesn't mean a whole lot but i just kind of watched our chemistry and how the guys got along um saw that grow um their work ethic and just they were accountable to a lot of things um, and so I, I thought we had the chance to have a pretty good year. Um, and then obviously I think, you know, any coach will tell you, you, you get off to a good start, you know, start building confidence. Um, I think when we were able to <clears throat> upset Concordia at home, who was, you know, the preseason number one team, um, who a lot of people I think thought was one of the maybe you know, four or five teams that could win it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that gave our kids a lot of confidence. Um, and then we turned around and were able to beat a tough DC West team uh, a, a few nights later. Um, I think, you know, our you could see our kids kind of, um, their confidence grow a little bit. Started believing in themselves at another level. Yeah, I think kind of going from, you know, gosh, we think we can be pretty good to we could have a pretty special year. And, and I think it kind of showed them, 
you know, we can play with anybody out there, um, mm-hmm. and, and that gives you a lot of confidence. Now you still have to go out there and and do those things, and we still had a few bumps in the road that we had to get through, but um, I think it was – you could see their confidence grow. Um, I think we had guys that were kind of a unique situation of they, – they were just – not only did they understand what their roles were, they they accepted them and, and just kind of attacked what their role was going to be. Um, I think sometimes you can get teams where guys might understand what their role is, but not necessarily love that that's their role. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. they maybe want more shots or um, aren't necessarily going to buy into maybe doing some of the dirty things that need to get done that win games. And I just felt like we had guys that um, accepted what their role was, knew what other guys' roles were, didn't let their egos get in the way, and just kind of put winning above everything else. And, and that was a huge part to, I feel like, us being able to get over the hump, mm-hmm. so to speak. What was – what was harder, getting to the state tournament or actually playing in the state tournament? I thought for sure for our group, for our team, it was getting to the state tournament. Uh, and um, I would agree, just watching the games. Yeah, I, I felt like, you know, and I always want to be careful because I don't ever want to take away from, you know, Gordon Rushville had a really good team. Um, I didn't think we played particularly well in our district final game. Um, mm-hmm. I thought we played. I didn't think we played scared. I didn't think we. Play, I thought we just played um, heavy, like mm-hmm. that we wanted it so bad. It was like, you know, these kids, especially these seniors, and I'll maybe you know single out. Um, Zane and Carson because those two have played since they were freshmen and, mm-hmm. and I think and and have had some success and so I think you know maybe some of the you know this can be the group or this could be the team and, and you, the closer you get to it the more I think the guys were just wanting it so bad and just wanted to make that happen and so I felt like we just played kind of heavy mm-hmm. down there and, and not as loose and as free as we had in some of our games and then I kind of felt like <clears throat> then the opposite occurred in that first round game against Wahoo. It was like kind of got that 99-year monkey off your back, so to speak, and now we can just go kind of play ball. Um, and I thought our guys did that and played really well for the first time being down there and obviously mm-hmm. yeah, that long. Well, I think, you know, your, your three postseason games – you know, you had the two sub-district games and then your district championship game. Yeah, uh, you maybe hit what three or four three-point shots. It felt like you know you just couldn't could shoot it very well. And then you came out and against Wahoo, I don't know how many you ended up with. I never checked the box score, but you probably had six or probably six-ish three-point shots made that game. And and I think that's kind of a, a great indication of uh, a team that's just kind of playing in the flow and letting it fly, as opposed to a team that's kind of squeezing that ball a little bit too much. You know, um, is that kind of something you saw with your group as well? Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> we shot it really well in our last regular season game against um, North Bend, played one of our better games, um, and got after them pretty good at their place, um, and, and they were a really good ball club. And then I think you could kind of sense it was such a weird 
postseason because of, <clears throat> you know, sub-state. And as a coach, you try to control as many things as you can and, and you try to just sell kids on, you know, the next game, the next game. But with sub-state and wild cards and all that, there's also all these scenarios out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> I felt like we were a little bit, tight in our in the dc west game first first round of sub districts didn't shoot real well yeah and, and also had to battle some foul trouble and some issues in that game um and then you know kids are kids they after that game they do all the math and they look at all the <laughs> matchups and and look at this that or the other you know and and i think they had kind of narrowed it down to um you know them, our assistant coaches, things like that. Is that you know how it is as yeah. head coach? You're focused on that next thing. Everybody else focuses on all the <clears throat> other variations of what could happen. But the periphery, yeah. yeah. And, and I think they had kind of figured out, like, you know, if if we had beat Concordia, then we were probably gonna have to play Concordia again, or all these. I can't remember what all the scenarios were, um, but. Uh, you know, we kind of went into that that Concordia game. I think um, had a pretty good idea that we were probably going to play in a sub-state game. You know, regardless, and and <clears throat> had a couple kids kind of beat up, and then we went into that game and they played awfully well and came out and just really shot it really well early. The, and the we, Concordia game, yeah. yeah and yeah. I mean, they came out and <clears throat> you know our whole game plan was not to let their guards get going, and obviously that didn't work out very well because. <laughs> They came out and they got going. Yeah, they got going and they got going fast. Um, and and they're a really hard team to play behind against, and just didn't work out real well for us in that game. Um, you know, and then you have kind of a and I still I've been fortunate in this sub state format to two of the three years play in a in a sub state game and. Or I don't know district final whatever yeah yeah whatever 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 in Iowa we call it sub states yeah yeah. but you know my first year here we played Lincoln Christian on that Saturday so it was like boom boom and then this year we you know don't play till Monday and I'm not sure I don't know which one I kind of prefer it almost was too long of a wait to wait till Monday, you know, and you start to see some of these other schools that are punching their ticket on Saturday and getting it over with. Um, but then on the flip side of that, my first year, you know, we were kind of an underdog against Lincoln Christian. You don't have a lot of prep time to come up with something maybe mm-hmm. a little exotic, so to speak, to give yeah. yourself a chance when you are the underdog. But um, it just has been a crazy three weeks. I mean, it really has like, I haven't had a ton of time to reflect on it, but it almost feels like a whole nother season, like a whole nother Mm -hmm. year. Yeah. Um, and then talking to, you know, you talk to some coaches when you do make it to state, how do you handle this? How do you do this? But then with the format this year, it was so different. A lot mm-hmm. of the coaches you're talking to are, well, this is going to be new for us. This is going to be different for us. Sure. Um, yeah. and, and then we were also in a unique situation of we played the 9 a.m. game both days, and 
we're kind of just far enough. I mean, you're just fringe enough, yeah. far enough away that it's kind of like, do you try to stay overnight? Do you drive there in the morning? What do you do? And as you found out here at Fort Calhoun, we're also in a unique situation where we have a handful of kids that drive in from Omaha. And so it's like, you know, the more we thought about it, you play at nine o'clock, especially that first day when you got to get there a little early for the picture and all that. You know, we were looking at our kids from Omaha. We're probably going to have to get get up by 5 a.m. to to do get everything, everything ready and do, get up yeah. here and be able yeah. to leave on time and get down there on time. And so, um, you know, we, we got good support from the administration to go down there. And, and I think that was fun for the kids to be able to spend the night and, yeah. and do all that. But then you almost don't get a – you don't just get to kind of ride the momentum. It was like, you know – you win at nine o'clock in the morning and you're not used to playing at 9am in the morning and mm-hmm. everybody's, you know, it's the big story and everybody's on this big high, you know, and then you take your team to eat and you drive back and go to school the next day. And it's like, <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, we went and stayed the night again. So it was just, it was just a very, it was a very cool experience, but also very emotionally, like just, up and down yeah. and you're trying to organize on the fly of a ho- you know another ho- night of hotel rooms and meals and mm-hmm. I was very fortunate to you know have great assistance and they were able to help with a lot of that stuff you know at the same time mm-hmm. you know, that's one of my big weaknesses probably uh, one of many as a head coach is you know delegating and trusting like hey do this yeah. but um you know they did a great job with some of that stuff, but mm-hmm. it was it was fun. It was a blast. I was just excited for our kids to be able yeah. to experience that. What can a run like this do for a program? And obviously you're you're fresh off of it, <clears throat> but you could just feel the momentum turning, and and I, I think we both feel like and and I know like when I was up in the stands, I don't know how many of my youth kids that I saw with their girls basketball jerseys on running around the arena and, and just taking the whole thing in, uh, you know, this has a chance to really kickstart something special for, for your program and the community at large. Don't you think? Yeah. I, you know, we definitely touched on that with our high school guys and, you know, we tried to do, I know a handful of communities around here have, have done them in the past, but we tried to do our, you know, a youth celebration and let our youth kids come in and hang with the older guys and experience that. But I think, um, I think for everybody, it was kind of a, just a neat, neat deal. I I don't know how many people just randomly go down to the state tournament. I'm sure for a lot of people in our community, it was a probably their, you know, first time Mm -hmm. even maybe going down there and checking it out. And so, Oh, I'm 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 very confident you could have looted two out of every three homes in the, <laughs> yeah, in the town. Yeah, I mean you know? there was a boatload of people there, but I think, you know, I think um, anytime you can generate excitement, um, generate buzz, I, is a good thing for your for your program. Um, I think that, you know, hopefully it doesn't get lost on people why you are able to get down there with something like that. You know, we have. We have good players, and and those players have, you know, earned 
the right to be good because they've put in a lot of time over the years and they've played a lot of basketball and mm-hmm. and that's kind of what we're trying to get our youth and other people to understand is you know that that's not something that just magically happens you know yeah. these guys have put in time and and not just time this year I mean they've put in time over mm-hmm. the course of years you're a champion a lot. You know, for a long time, you're a champion before you become a champion. Right, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, last thing, what? Uh, and I know you're fresh off of it. It's 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 less than a week since it's all been over for you. Uh, but what are you uh, what are you going to remember most about this experience? I mean, you're going to be, at least for the short term, you're going to be the guy that broke the 99 year jinx. Now, as a Cubs fan, I say, you know, hold my beer here for, <laughs> for a second. But you're you're the guy that broke the 99 year streak. Uh, and and your kids, you know Grayson and and Carson and every kid that that suited up and that was was part of that experience. But what are you going to remember most about these kids and the experience that you guys just went through? Um, I, you know, I I'm sure it sounds co- like coach speak, but I honestly have haven't even thought about like, hey, I was the coach that you know broke the 99 year streak. That's not something that has really crossed my mind so much is like what I will remember about it is just um, the reactions of kids, the reactions of fans, the reactions of the community. Um, just, you know, when we, when that final horn sounded down in Broken Bow and just seeing the stands go crazy and our players go crazy, you know, mm-hmm. um, the, the couple days after at school when you could just kind of see the see our players, you know, with a little bit of an extra glow on them, like, hey, we we, we did it, you know, and you mm-hmm. kind of got to see them experience that. And then just seeing them down at the st- state tournament, I, I, I probably, as weird as it sounds, will remember a lot of the non-game stuff, just mm-hmm. the kids' experiences and, you know, getting to hang with the team at the hotel and, watch how many Fort Calhoun people came down to the hotel and and just things like that I think will be you know a lot of those memories and then a couple you know just closer personal ones of just you know being able to share that with my own kids and have my kids down there with Mm -hmm. me and my wife and and having them be such a big part of it has has been really cool to see too yeah will Austin Welcher ever have to buy a meal in this town ever again (laughs) We joked about that. I I told him afterwards. I said, "If you're smart, you'll parlay this and uh, <laughs> a few benefits there in the in the community of Fort Calhoun." But I bet I've watched that clip, you know, from different angles. It's just such a neat um, thing for that kid. I mean, how many people get to experience that and yeah. just the roar and the reaction and well, I mean, it's that, it's it's what. It's what every kid does in the driveway. Right. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. And I mean, and it's kind of a, you know, for him, it's kind of cool that it, that it was him because he's kind of done that in a few of our big games where he's just hit, you know, because obviously a lot of teams pay a lot of attention to Grayson and Zane and Carson, rightfully so, but... You know, he's he's him and Owen have, have taken their turns and Glenn have taken their turns of making big shots and mm-hmm. and stuff. And so I, it was just cool to see him, you know, do that and just 
uh, from a couple different angles, just seeing the people's reactions going crazy, you know. And so it's probably a good thing they didn't serve uh, bush light at the <laughs> at the uh Devaney, but uh well yeah, they, they were excited i'm pretty sure if they would have done that uh there wouldn't have been any left after the game because no. of, between the people of saunders county and the people of of fort calhoun they right. you know they, they would have tapped that out so uh tremendous run it's a, a unique story and i just wanted to use this format to to give you a chance to kind of talk to a lot of the the coaches in the in the world and and uh to be able to tell your story you know getting over that hump the first time as a head coach i remember my first state tournament and we had to beat kelly flynn in south sioux city the you know the red menace and and just the the psychological hump of getting over that and i remember sharing those experiences with my kids and my wife as well you know and uh you know it's just a tremendous accomplishment uh the kids did a great job you get you guys did a great job as a as a staff uh you've been terrific to work with and 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 i'm glad you were just willing to to tell the story here for probably the 150th time in the last few weeks but uh you know for for the opinion and napkin podcast so yeah it's I, I don't ever get tired of telling the story. It's <laughs> it's fun to talk about, you know, your kids, and obviously I enjoy talking with you, and we've gotten to work together closely over the last couple of years, you know, and, and um, I know you work really hard at it. You know, we like to think that we work really hard at it on the boys' side, but, um, you know, there's a lot of... I, I feel fortunate to be able to make it down there and get to be be able to experience mm-hmm. that because um, there's a lot of really, really, really good coaches out there um, that uh, maybe don't get to or haven't yet been able to get to experience that. Um, but uh, it was definitely, definitely worth it. And so, you know – all the coaches out there that that are still chasing it, you know, I, I think it's it's definitely definitely worth the chase. Uh, but it's also, you know, that's also a small part of what we're doing as coaches, trying to um, build young people and and help young people, and that'll still be the most rewarding thing of of all of it. So, well, you need to reward yourself with a nap. <laughs> yeah, I got I got a little bit of the we were talking before we hopped on. I got a little bit of that, you know, end of the season come down when all the stress and uh adrenaline and all that just comes flushing out of your body. So I'm hopefully on the downside of, of that, but um, you know, if if that's what I got to go through to continue to be able to go down to the state tournament, I'll take that every day of the week. It's so. a great it's a great problem to have. Absolutely. So. All right. Congratulations TJ on a great run. Thank you for having me. Yep. Last but certainly not least on our Parade of Champions, our our Championship Coaches podcast, is J.J. Stofel, the head boys basketball coach at Ron Colley Catholic High School here in Omaha, and uh, the new principal, the the principal for the 22-23 school year for the Crimson Pride, and he is just getting back today doing some... uh, uh, service work, community service work with the team. Why don't you, before we get into what happened last week, JJ, why don't you tell us about the, the service that you guys did today? Uh, we were at uh, the, the Heart Ministry Center. Uh, we decided uh, about a couple months ago that we wanted to do it. Um, so we set up a day after the, you know, the end of the, the basketball season and 
uh, really had a great time today, a good experience for the kids. And um, it was fun, you know, giving our time uh, for obviously a good cause. Mm-hmm. Well, you had a, a, a heck of a group of guys to, to work with this year. Uh, obviously, you, you, you peaked at the right time. Uh, cutting down the nets at Pinnacle Bank Arena, and in probably it, again in my amateur estimation, one of the most dominating performances of Championship Weekend, whether it's on the boys' side or the girls' side, and and I thought your kids just absolutely played a terrific basketball game last Friday afternoon, JJ. That was awfully impressive to watch. Thank you. Uh, what uh, you know, you had you had come up. Uh, short in, uh, now I got to do math here, 19 and 20. And now you got this group of seniors, you had five or six seniors and, and most of them played pretty big minutes for you. Uh, what were, uh, what were some of the intangibles that kind of separated this team and, and kind of rose this team that, that just gave it that one extra push to get over the edge and, and have the, have the opportunity to bring home that state championship trophy. Well, you know, it's, it's hard to compare teams when you, when you think back to 1920 and then now 22. Um, but talking specifically about these guys and, and, and not to take away from the other groups, similar to them they were very very selfless kids uh you know i think we had a little bit more depth uh this year than we did in some of those other years in regard to how much time certain guys could you know play and and the roles that they could fit into but all the way from top to bottom we just had a lot of guys that were willing to you know sacrifice some of their own you know goals or um, you know things that they wanted to accomplish for the, the betterment of the team and and whenever i think you're you're talking about a team winning the championship you need to have that and uh you know so i would say a big part is just the selflessness of our kids um you know we're fortunate too at ron collie to have some great assistant coaches that do a lot of of good work um and you know i think all that together and then you talk about the community that we have which we're always talking about our family and that's not that's not joking um, we have unbelievable parents and mm-hmm. just a, a fan base that's that's behind us and i think whenever you get all that together and everybody's pushing for the same thing and once again nobody cares uh you know who gets the credit i mean you can really accomplish anything you know i i so agree with you jj on that point about your community there at, at ron Collie catholic you know obviously you know been around omaha for for 20 years now and and your uh, community there in North Omaha, it, it's not a huge fan base, but it is a solid fan base. It is a loyal fan base. It is a blue collar fan base, and it is it is a group that does everything they can to make the student athletes and and all the kids at Ron Colley Catholic uh, successful. Don't you think? Oh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Uh, just and and it was yeah, your 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 student body showed out really well for the entire state tournament. I mean, I was just you know always been impressed with with everything that you you guys have done there. Um, you know, you knew you had a good team coming into the season. Uh, you knew you obviously you you had had a nice track record the last few years of making some really deep runs. Uh, but was there a point, or what was perhaps the point? over the last 12 months or so where you felt like 
this group might be a little bit different. Uh, what, you know, was there a point or when was the point where you thought, hey, not only do we have a chance to really make a run this year, once again, but we have probably maybe uh, the, maybe our best legit chance of winning the whole doggone thing? You know, that's a great question. I think off and on throughout this last, if you're going back 12 months, I, I would say off and on throughout that process, you, I mean, you see the potential in the guys, and it was just a matter of all of them, you know, you know, peaking. If, if we got everyone to peak at the right time, good things were going to happen. And, and if we go back to last summer, I think us going, uh, you know, a group of us went on a trip to the Black Hills and went to the Black Hills team camp and, and really had a great time and just a good, you know, few days, four days spending time with each other, doing things besides basketball, but really just becoming closer as a team, you know, and then we did some, some team building stuff too on while we were doing that. And I think, you know, when people started to, and I'm talking about our players and started to see the bigger picture of, of what could be, you know, this next season. Um, I think that helped a lot with, uh, once again, adding to that selflessness of our team where they more focused on what we wanted to accomplish together rather than, you know, their own individual. And, and, and I, I wouldn't even say that a lot of these guys, cause they're all good guys. I mean, they're, they're, they're fun to be around, fun to practice with. Uh, but I, I would go back to, to that in the summer and um, then moving into, you know, the fall and the and prepping and then getting into to the beginning of the season. I mean, if you were at practice every single day and you saw how much these guys got along with each other and how much, uh, you know, we're working hard in practice, but how much fun you could see while they were working hard in practice. I think, I mean, you start to, to get that idea, you know, if, if we really just do our work, you know, good things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Going into that championship game, um, you you know you you really dominated the semifinal against Beatrice, uh, played very very well, and you're heading into that final against your your old rival, your conference rival in, in Scott Catholic. Um, is the fourth time you know uh, fourth time that you had played them. Uh, you had lost two games early, and then you came back and and in your sub district, you you knocked them off by three. And and not only did you beat them, but you beat them at Scutt's home gym. Uh, how important was that game to kind of help set up what you did last Friday? Yeah, I think it's I think it's very important. If you if you think about you know whenever a team, especially because they got us the first two times, um, not to say that our guys didn't have confidence, but. Um, you know, anytime that happens, I think it can always have the possibility of spreading doubt. And I think us going out at their place and then taking, you know, taking care of business and, and getting it done at the end of the game. Um, I think that really gave us the, the motivation and also just the confidence that, that, okay, we can do this. We will, you know, we can get this done. So, um, I think that's huge, you know, especially whenever you're talking about, uh, you know, uh, trying to end the season, especially against a person that you played two or three times. Yeah. So obviously there, you know, somebody asked me, uh, before the game, you know, what's, what's the, what's the secret? Are there any secrets? I say, yeah, there's no secrets here. You know, these guys have played each other a ton the last four or five years. This is the fourth time they're playing this year. Uh, but I, I was, um, just as basketball nerd, uh, watching your kids, on the defensive end, execute the game plan that that you implemented. Uh, you know, Scott had three kids and that were averaging double figures, and uh, you know, one kid scored pretty well. Uh, 
but you held you know their best shooter to 0 for 10. You held their their stud post player to 0 for 2. Uh, the, 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 the most that anybody scored outside of their top two scorers was three points. And that was a Hail Mary three at the game, at the end of the game, when the game was already decided, even while you were going through that process of the game and watching that play out and watching your kids flawlessly execute this defensive plan that you guys put into place, uh, at the end of that game, were you even kind of sitting there going, Wow, I mean, this group of guys really stepped up to a level that maybe you didn't even imagine that they had in them. You know, I think collectively they did play one of our best defensive games all year in that game. And, you know, there are a lot of pieces in there. But, you know, a lot of that credit, you know, you're talking about, especially with two of their players. I mean, two of our two of our I mean, two of our guys and I know it's, it's a team defense, but two of our players stepped up huge you know, mm-hmm. on two of their best players yeah. and really rose to the challenge against them. Um, and, and, and with the idea that they're going to do the job on them and then our teammates understand that, that, you know, they need to help them when needed. Um, you know, I just couldn't be more proud of, you know, a co- you know, all of our guys, but just the way a couple of guys stepped up defensively. Yeah. Well, your, your point guard just absolutely took out, uh, the Scott's best shooter, the uh, Farron, that's his name, correct? Right? Yes. Uh, just absolutely took him out of the game. And and then the Brack kid, who had been extremely dominant throughout the season, like I said, to, to hold him to two field goal attempts uh, was just a, a tremendous, tremendous job done by your by all five of the kids. Whoever was on the floor at, at the time, uh, those five kids just were working in concert uh, together in a way that was just – uh, you know, Dick Bennett somewhere was crying tears of joy watching that defensive execution, JJ. Yeah, I'm, you know, once again, I, I'm extremely proud of them. Um, uh, but, you know, a lot of those guys, well, you especially talked about our point guard, he's done that pretty much all year when we put him on, gave him a great challenge and said that, you know, this kid is a great scorer. You need to step up. And, I mean, I don't think there's a time that he didn't. Uh, uh, so, very proud of him um and and the team collectively i mean Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely it's it's always a team effort in those situations last question for you and and this is the question i've ended ended with with pretty much everybody here uh i know it's fresh it's 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 a week later uh you're kind of lucky today you got an extra experience with your group of guys uh but but you know when you start thinking back to this particular team uh, what are going to be the things that you're going to remember the most about this particular uh, group of Crimson Pride? Um, I think most I'm going to remember uh, enjoying going to practice every single day. Uh, I'm going to enjoy our team breakfasts, our team dinners, um, all the things that we did together outside of basketball. Um, and then obviously when it, whenever you get the, the chance to 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 compete against anyone. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll roll this moment. Some of those big plays that happened throughout games where guys stepped up and did certain things. That'll always be in my head, but I'll be honest. The, the, the most important things to me are the things that I enjoy the most with the, with the kids is the, the preparing for opponents. And then honestly, the, the team breakfast team dinners enjoy just being around the guys. Mm-hmm. Well, um, no, no, I agree with you. That's, that's the best part of coaching. Those are the two years that I was out of coaching. 
those are probably the things that I miss the most as well. And and, and that's in a lot of ways that's when uh, you have the greatest influence on your on your kids as well. Uh, the team breakfast, uh, the the stuff you did today with your community service activities. Those are really the the, the best opportunities for you to create lasting memories for your players. In in my opinion, I, I agree with you. Yeah. So, well, hey, JJ. Enjoy the heck out of this state championship. First one uh, for boys basketball since 1996. Uh, when when Doug Woodward was was there, I, I believe he he took Noah's Ark into Roncalli at that time. I think that's what he used for his commute back. No, I'm just kidding, Doug. If you're listening to this, but uh, you know, again, congratulations, well deserved. I'm I'm really excited for the kids. Uh, in particular for us, our family, Jake. Or uh, our son played a lot of basketball when he, with him when he was younger. And so uh, just overall, congratulations. Tremendous job. And, and uh, in, enjoy the heck out of this one. Thanks a lot, Marie. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye.